do this. Tell the team is inside you. Let him go. Oh, it's too late. Oh, I'm dying. No way! I can't believe this! Oh no, man, come on. Oh no. Don't die on me. God damn it. Don't die. Fuzzy. Somebody did this. Back again with a familiar sounding voice. No strangers to the show by now at this point. Friend of family to the show, if anything. A, a very large extended circle is what I'm trying to aim at eventually in the long term. You know, to build up a network of sorts of confidants, as I'd like to put it. So, first off, something spectacular. Who this again? Yes. Back, you know the acronym. He chimed in, of course, so you know it's a pleasant sounding surprise. Always welcome. Doors wide open. Yes. Feel free to come in as much as you want. You know, pause, potentially. Let's not misinterpret things. It is Saturday. It's the day before God said, take your ass and rest at home. It's the seventh day. You did enough during six. We made it happen in the galaxy and the, you know, Big Bang, whatever, and all that. Whatever you believe in. It's take all right. Five. All denominations are welcome here. All faiths and beliefs and routes of whatever leads you to, if you believe in a he, a she, a it, all up there in the sky, you know, waving his, his or her its fingers around this spinning rock we call planet Earth, it's all good. And I'm sure as it's all good for the most Brendan of Brendans. No A, double E, twice the excellence. We must emphasize that at all times, always when we're in this presence. The realest Brendan. Amen. How are you, sir? Shalom. Assalamualaikum. Always a pleasure having you here. A pleasure being here. You know, it's been long overdue because, of course, in the DMs, in a group setting, per se, at least on IG, mm-hmm. um, between myself, uh, yourself, mm-hmm. shout outs, of course, to another part of Brendan and the Brendans, uh, Frankie, yeah. Payne, Elder Lore. The Payne. And AO Productions, of course, yes. as well, close Amen. friend to the show and all of us in general. We've been overdue to have you here to have the great yay debate. As far as your feelings on the last release <laughs> from Kanye, uh, what was that yay. thing called? Uh, that, that trash project, you know, I can't co-sign at all. Jesus is King. Okay, we we can go with that if that's the real title. At least according to BMI, of course. But, uh, and then he had the other release, which as you corrected me and you clarified because you listened to it, the Sunday Service Choir. Yeah. With Jesus is Born on Christmas Day. Yeah. I wanted to listen to it, and I did get at least like two tracks or so in, but I said fuck it, because as you clarified for me before listening, it's the choir, there's no Kanye on it. Not not one word. Not one bit, nothing. No, not even like a huff. Or not even a uh. Nothing, okay. So I wanted to, but I pulled out because... It didn't feel right as far as I knew I'd probably like it and I could take your word for it, you being more involved in the gospel aspect of things and having had experience in that, in your past, of course. I probably would have enjoyed the sounds and the hymns of the choir themselves because they seem to be a really talented select group of people, right? Yeah, they were amazing. They were dope. But then if it actually came out the day of when promised, which is a big sign that Ye had no involvement, or they actually used to their advantage his name to come out with the release and put it out there. And I hope they branch and benefit from it because, again, they're a very talented group of people. Most definitely. He'd have to know who to pick to make the choir up, right? And the whole ensemble. Yep. I can't really co-sign it either because I'm probably not going to listen to it. It's just, it doesn't feel honest. It came out the actual day it was promised to come out, Christmas Day, when Jesus was born and, you know, et cetera, people still debate that whether or not that's actually true or not. <laughs> I mean, I'm no expert. I just read the Bible because I had to. I, I'd either get a belt on my ass, but <laughs> that's, you know. Um, How would you feel about that overall, you having listened to Jesus King? I mean, Jesus is uh, born. Uh, Jesus is Jesus is born. So it gave me a bunch of nostalgic vibes, um, uh, which made me like it a lot. I mean, I loved it. Um, I love the arrangements of, of the choir. I like how they flipped some of Kanye's songs. Um, I liked how they flipped some like actual like R&B songs and and some like um, 
gospel classic gospel joints mm-hmm. um it was it was nostalgic for me it took me back when i was a kid just listening to gospel music in the car with my mom and how we bonded and stuff like that so i loved it um musically it was great the choir's talented the arrangements was awesome so i loved it did you get to see the clip that went viral briefly at least him falling off the horse yes I did. he fell off the donkey <laughs> <laughs> that was a thick horse it might as well have been a donkey yeah but I couldn't really see because it was low quality. Did he slap the donkey or, I mean, the horse? Nah, he just. He couldn't handle it. He The donkey was just, I guess it was just so much people, like, around. Yeah. That it got scared and it was, like, moving and Kanye, you know, EA kind of fell. It, that was that was incredibly um, hilarious. Which is funny because how he felt, too, was, like, he fell kind of in slow motion yeah yeah yeah. He, he got thick with it too so you'd think he'd have a better gripper like balancing on the, the yeah, horse yeah. himself he, but <laughs> yeah, the way he fell <laughs> it reminded me of those uh those old school boxing games <laughs> F- fight fight night oh yeah 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 yeah. are they fall <laughs> <laughs> extra slow-mo panning yeah, yeah, in on the face yeah. whatever <laughs> oh man yeah uh, yay but it's it's a uh, I don't know that there hasn't been much buzz off of that one I think uh, Jesus is born because it was of course again because the choir. it was it was just a choir yep right so overall you did like it as you said nostalgic vibes get, uh, put you back into growing up having heard that so much yeah I loved it okay so you you co-signed that one yeah I do I do but the mystery remains and the memory remains Metallica said one time. You can co-sign, and, and no judgment here. That's not the point at all. You know, it's amongst us Yay fans from, you know, as long as we've loved Yay. But I'm still asking out loud, at least you being an artist, you being a musician, you being a producer, and your own engineer, and of course you have your help here and there. But you pretty much do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. You would know the kind of sound you expect out of your product, and also what you expect as a fan of Yay for so long. Mm-hmm. So, how would you co-sign your liking and approval of Jesus is King? Is where I'm still a little baffled. So, all right. So, <laughs> so, so Jesus is King. Um, the engineering, the engineering aspect of it, the mixing and mastering, um, that shit was was pretty much not all that. It was it was it was a little doodle at, at some parts. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little doodle. Um, did you get the rushed feeling from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get the rushed feeling, especially when you're listening to like certain ducks and audio, like certain things are louder than it has to be. And mm. like certain times the chorus is louder than the verse. And sometimes the the vocals are being drowned out by the by the music. So I get the rushness of it. Um, I definitely feel it was like a kind of like an unfinished product in a way. Mm. Production was great, but... Um, Production as far as like the beats, like the the way it was made, like production's always great when it comes to Kanye, like the creativity of the samples and sounds, which is cool. As far as like the, the rapping and the concepts, like so some songs, especially like Follow God was amazing, was really dope. I love Follow God. Um and then certain songs were more leaning towards the the concept of the song. So, hmm. uh, Ye being like a a newfound, well, not I wouldn't say new, hmm. but I guess um, a newly, I guess changed kind of person. I guess taking his faith more seriously because we all know Kanye was always a true, you know, always yeah, yeah. had a faith. Jesus, Jesus walks, and here faith and there based. was, yeah, he was also he was always faith based. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that 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 says he isn't, they they don't really know. But um, I, like we know that Kanye has turned into has entered into a change in like his public personality, his persona. I guess some of his life decisions, I guess some of his, the way he runs his family structure, which is cool, understandable, yeah, yeah. which is, you know, that's him being more being more serious, as he will put it, in his faith, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I sense that, and I sense that he's entering into this realm of, like, trying to figure something out new. Like, now he's in a new space in his life, in his head, and in, in his soul, and he's trying to figure that out. And you can hear it in the music, in the lyrics. You can hear it in the bars. You can hear it in the concepts. So I definitely get why people are like, 
you know, why, why you be like, oh, you know, that's, that shit was trash. It was unfinished. But at the same time, I think that Ye is still figuring out not to curse in his music. He's still yeah. trying to figure out certain things not to talk about or what to talk about. He, I guess he's still trying to flush the drugs out of his system at the same time as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I think that I think that that influence part of the unfinished ness feel of the project because it's like it's like it's almost it's almost as if he's being a new artist develop he's entering into an artist development again like a whole new kind of artist development where like he's structuring changing up his whole brand his whole image his whole persona so it's like I, i i i could understand how how he might have lacked in in bars or may have lacked in lyrics he, um here and then throughout the album so i'm not gonna argue that <laughs> yeah i mean it, it overall sounded kind of unfocused yeah yeah all over the place still trying to figure things out in yeah. a way yep. yeah definitely got that yep. and that's a good point you brought up as far as him potentially still i mean allegedly potentially whatever trying to flush out the drugs of it out of his system yep to get like a better, clearer psyche of where he wants to go with the music. Yep. Because as maybe we would know, you would know, I would know, whatever, but just based off life experience, let's mm-hmm. say like um, there's always the case of, let's say, a drug addict getting him herself clean, then they just go tackle religion as a new drug. Yes. And they go so hard body into it. Yes. And become obsessed with it. So mm-hmm. it's really not just fully cleaning yourself of what was, you know, holding you down in the past. It's just tackling new, something new to cover up what you're still trying to, like, get out of you to begin with. Yep. Do you think that might be the case, too, with him? I, th- I think I think so, because it's like Kanye, Kanye, we know Kanye has a sort of, um, of a overindulgent, obsessive personality. So it's like whatever he's... Whatever he's putting all his focus in, whatever he's putting his entire, you know, whatever's influencing him, he's going to go so hard in it. Like, so I think that's part of it. It's part of his nature. It's part of his personality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I don't know if you heard, a lot of people say that, um, like, some people close to Kanye says that he has, like, Asperger's, like, like <laughs> a, a very, <laughs> like, like a very, um, like, mild kind of autistic kind of nature to him. I can see that. Yeah. Because he kind of just blurts out things. Blurts out things. And sometimes, like, in his consonants, when like when, when you see him, it's, like, it's a little off sometimes. So... Yeah. I think I think that has that's part of, probably part of, part of it. I forgot if I read that or heard that somewhere. Something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that thing, the Asperger's makes sense. And yeah. also, he'll just randomly, like, stare off into something... For a while, yeah, and it's or weird. Into somebody, yeah, he has a uh, he. Sometimes he lacks certain social cues. Mm, um, there we go. Yeah. yeah, and it comes out in his music. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it comes out of that in this point. And I mean, I will co-sign. Follow God. That was a pleasant little surprise on the whole project. Yeah, it kind of had a bop, like something kind of reminiscent of old yay. Yes, it did. It, it to be honest, it had an old yay bop, and then I saw some little things of the life of Pablo, like wh- I yeah. guess what he wanted the life of Pablo to be. Mm-hmm. I guess in a way, so it, it was it was cool. I mean, I don't know if I like it better than than the life of Pablo. I'm not sure. Can you compare the two? You think? Uh, I think I can. I think I think it's safe to compare the two. Kind of. It, it seems like the life of Pablo. It, it seems like Jesus is king was what Kanye kind of wanted the life of pablo to be right but the life of pablo was an actual finished product yeah which yeah, is yeah. why he made us wait like oh god that was terrible when yeah he had to wait. yeah so it's like i think if you would have treated jesus king with the 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 actual the technical um aspect of it that he did the life of pablo yeah, yeah i think yeah. people would have much a better um response to to jesus as king because that's what i got from life of pablo yeah was fine-tuning to the last second possible to put it out as far as him being finally happy with it. Yep. Versus Jesus King overall, I got like that the fine tuning aspect was there too, but that was so minimal compared to okay, what am I doing with this album? Yes. Or where where's my uh center of balance as mm-hmm. far as do I want to really convey the full religious aspect? Yeah. 
how am I proving Jesus is king? Yeah. How am I conveying that to how it's changed my life up at this point so far? Mm-hmm. And my like being reborn, reborn again. Yeah. As far as what he tried to get across with the whole album in its entirety. Most definitely. Yeah. But as far as Life of Pablo, which was overall good, I liked mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It was more hit and miss with me. Yeah, it was. Certain, it, 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 certain, certain parts of it is like hit and miss, but yeah. overall, it was solid. It was solid overall, I guess. I was okay. sold initially with um, uh, No More Parties in L.A. because Kendrick love, was on it. Oh hell yeah! The beat was simple, but it still worked so yes. like perfectly. Yes, weaved in beautifully. All that ultralight beam made me ultralight beam was what I was hoping Jesus was King would be. What to sound like? Yeah, yeah. And I was hoping the album full of that sound. Like uh, at least Kelly Price chiming in every once yes. in a while, like yes. a random Kirk Franklin, yeah, 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 something like that, so, some sort of like religious heat per mm-hmm. se. But and that's what baffled me too about Jesus is King because if you're gay at this point, mm-hmm. you're like the epitome of rap, hip hop, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. But you're also in that echelons where you're a one word name artist. Mm-hmm. You're Madonna practically. Yeah, basically. You call anybody you need to and they're it's at there. your disposal. Yep. So I'm surprised he didn't really use that to his advantage for Jesus as king, at least in the religious gospel aspect. Because yeah. he really could have called up on anybody. Anybody. And even the if, fact that you got Fred Hammond in your album. Yeah. Fred Hammond is like bro, I grew up I grew up a fan of Fred Hammond. I love Fred Hammond. Like for you to get Fred Hammond on that album, that means you could have got anybody you wanted. Donnie McClurkin, Yolanda Adams. Mm-hmm. You could have got so much people that you wanted. Yeah, and that's what baffles me because even if they're not directly featured on the album or they don't have the little part they chime in with, you at least have their expertise or their strength as far as that genre of music goes to chime in and add into what you got in mind. And then they could just be like, well, you know, this is good, but you could do it this way. Or have it come off, I wouldn't say more authentically, but more genuine to what he's going through. I get it. I'm sure they can like re- they could have refocused him. I get something it. Better. That's what Kendrick did for the for the Pimper Butterfly. <laughs> he had George Clinton and Ronald Isley throughout the entire album to mm-hmm. like really direct him to the genre of jazz and and funk and 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 soul and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Or that reminds me a lot of um, what was that last album I was talking about? Uh, Daft Punk, the last one they did with Pharrell, he was like featured heavy on it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. That's the one with that hit song that was on it. The um, Get Lucky. Yes, Get Lucky. Yep. And they had um, what was his name? Uh, Robin Thicke, right? No, no, no. Um, God, uh, Charlie Wilson, like throughout the whole thing. So he definitely sat in through sessions. He the chimed legend. in. Even though that's their forte with the EDM and all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was able to add his little thing to it to make it more like funky, cohesive. Yep, everything flows all together. Yeah, and even though I don't know how you feel about Pharrell, I totally respect him and admire him as a producer. Mm-hmm. Production, I won't even doubt Pharrell to say you know I, I can combat him like that. Yeah, I, I I don't like him as a rapper though. I don't respect him. I think he's so overrated as an artist. Like as a, like a performing artist when he's spitting as a rapper. Yeah, nah. No, I don't like him as a rapper. I don't like for as a rapper. To be honest, it, 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 I don't I like hearing him go talk. So, to be honest, I even go so far as I don't really fuck with him like a singer like that either. No, that falsetto is just to put like, on. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't know. I, I think I, I don't know. I, I think I don't know. It's just it's just it's just it's overrated like you said like his production yes he's got it he's the god i Mm. guess top five of all time when it comes to hip-hop of course you got that for real like of course but i think as a performing artist i never really like i don't see a song that says featuring for and i'm like ooh, yay like (laughs) like produced bar for (laughs) yes yeah but featuring all day oh no i don't really care you can hold that yeah like like, saying a chopping room floor please Like, uh, what was that shit he did? Uh, Grinding? Uh, well, thank God he was on the hook. Thank but God even it was that was just annoying. the hook. We, exactly. Exactly. Or like, Grinding. yeah. Or change clothes <laughs> and go. That was trash. And not before we do. <laughs> Jay did that to get a discount on the beat or something. Or That's- just like. <laughs> say Jay. Jay did that to get a discount on the beat. That's funny, yo. I mean, I'm sure he had a budget say, to yo, like. Say, yo, for real. <laughs> Yo, Pharrell, give me half off. Yo, Pharrell, give me half off. You Take it off the top. Take it off the top. <laughs> Take it 
take that shit off the top. It's the rock. <laughs> Go to the hook. But, uh, God, what, what, what was the, the one I was thinking of with Pharrell? He's, like, all over it. And, um, oh, like, drop it like it's hot. Oh, yes, that's right. And I hated when it came out, at least on Twitter, whatever was out back then, that everybody was like, oh, Pharrell with the fire, Pharrell spitting bro, flames, whatever. Pharrell no. Spit fire, bro, no. Or the the one where he's, um, uh, yeah, I got to move that dough, Dean. Move that dough, Dean. Oh, move that dough. Ruined he was that on song. that song. I'm like, yo, my God. I was like, yo, fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> like, yo, you produced the beat. I get it, but you're not Kanye. <laughs> no. Like, like no, like you can't. No, you choose one. And stay in that lane. You're not Cole or Kanye. Just be a producer. He wants to do too much, and then of course, of the stupidest things possible, he makes a record that he buried into some random place on Earth and said, "In a hundred years, if we're still alive, you'll get this record." You know, that's how we, man, mankind can benefit. He said he did that. Yeah, he did that shit. Wait, he made a song. Yeah. And like t- <laughs> took the CD and buried it. I think it took a CD or vinyl, or something, some physical format of it, uh-huh. buried it, and said, "If we're alive in a hundred years, you'll get this record. It'll save mankind or something." <laughs> 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 if you look it up, it's so stupid. But I I read like the first paragraph. I got so annoyed. Out of all people, that's some Kanye shit. <laughs> that's some Kanye shit to do. Fucking put it in a what a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> Took it back to science class. <laughs> hey, oh. asshole, you're alive 50 years from now. You'll see this again. <laughs> it still won't be worth shit. This is why it's buried in the ground. Like your mom. It should fucking stay there. <laughs> God, but Pharrell got so annoying at one point, too, because even though the Neptune sound was like... Um, it, it had a like sound a to it. It was like a staple in like hip hop. Oh, like they were running good, it for like, like two years, right? Yeah, it was nothing yeah. but Neptunes, mm-hmm. and and that's good because even though it still had the same kind of like maybe you would know better because you're a producer. At least you dabble in it, mm-hmm. like the same kick snare, whatever. Same kick you snare. You know palette. Neptune sound. Yeah, and and it had the same like four count in mm-hmm. like one, two, three, four, and then the like most of the songs would start. Yeah, it had the same palette of like drums and snares and stuff like that. It was dope. And yeah, it had but, that like futuristic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. alien type of like synthy sounds that they always put in it. Exactly, but even though they had that stapled like sound, they could still do like a Khalees, they could still do like a Snoop, they could still do like mm-hmm. a Nori or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it all worked because I mean it's not just Pharrell, it's not forget Chad mm-hmm. as well, but he always plays the back to the point where he's a ghost practically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, is yeah. he even alive anymore? Yeah. Where's Chad? Where you see him? <laughs> you you saw that thing like a year or two ago where I think he was at his high school, like some school he went to his commencement. No. They had him there. He was like so miserable. He had to be there. He's like, I just want to go play drums in the in the closet somewhere. <laughs> he was on a Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix when they were talking about um, super producers. Is that the series that everybody's talking about? Yeah. They had uh, super producers. Mm. It was uh, one, one of the one of the uh, the episodes was called Super Producers, mm-hmm. and Pharrell and Chad, the Neptunes, had like a good like a good chunk of the episode. They deserve it though. And Chad was in the interview. It's like in the interview. <laughs> How um, was his face? Did they show his face? Yeah, I mean, he looked like he had some plastic surgery done <laughs> or something like that. Either that, or he aged just as well as Pharrell. That is, you know, pause. That's worthy of mentioning. Pharrell has not aged. He has like an immaculate face. He's a vampire, bro. Like skincare routine, whatever. He he looks the same as he did at five. <laughs> <laughs> Pharrell is odd though because he's he, weird, bro. It's like a weird where it's not like overbearing. Yeah. Musically, it is because he'll be all over a track. Yeah. And that's what I hated for a while too. It, he was always on the hook. Yeah. He's always chiming with the stupid ad libs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least to me, they're stupid. They like they don't add nothing. They just like they're just there, peppered on the track. Like he just wants a performance check. Right. And then <laughs> I even bought into his album. Well, I bought the bootleg of that album he did, like uh-huh. in my mind. Yeah. Which was all. Every track was basically, this could have gone to this guy, this could have gone to that guy, mm-hmm. but why did Pharrell hold on to it? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he didn't release the one joint he had with Daddy Yankee, which was all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mamacita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all right. It, it had a little bit of bop, but... A little bit of a bop. But, but he kind of spoiled it with him, you know, forcing the Spanish and the crooning and everything, too. Bro, that's another pet peeve of mine. 
like like artists who artists who don't speak Spanish yeah. speaking Spanish on a Spanish song. I I absolutely fucking hate it. I don't get like, it. And it's not just Spanish. It's just any culture. Like, if you don't speak the language and you're on a song with an artist that speaks the language, just rap in English, bro. Yeah. Like, that's why they chose you. Like, yeah. they don't want you to rap in their language. They chose you because they want your market. Right. Just rap or sing in English. Like, like why are you singing in Spanish? <laughs> like, I gave you want to do, like, a little bit of a twinkle, twinkle here and there. Like, a, like maybe two lines of Spanish. Yeah. Cool. But, like. Or at least the words you could pull off, like mommy. Yeah, except mommy or papi or whatever. Yeah. Like, cool. Like, Benaki or something like that. Like, you know, some light shit. But don't be singing a whole shit like fucking Drake, my nigga. Like, <laughs> fucking fuck out of here. Like, nigga. Or just that, get like the Bad Mia Bunny. With the Mia song. He was in the Bad Bunny song. <laughs> and then Mia, Mia, nigga, Mia. Yo, like, you don't speak Spanish, my nigga. You want to be every race. You want to be African with the Afro beats. You want to be Jamaican with your fake ass accent. Mans. Like you want to be Spanish. Like my nigga. Like <laughs> nigga makes a song with an alien. He want to be speaking <laughs> like my nigga, bro. Like like niggas be doing that. Oh, D, I be hating that shit. Like if you don't speak the language don't fucking rap or sing in that language just let bad bunny do it <laughs> or you got like maluma or ba j balvin or j balvin or ozuna like yeah, let them so niggas do it like just let them do it cardi <laughs> cardi cardi b is dominican and she didn't even speak spanish on that song she had some songs she was like spitting spanish though but she is one. Spanish. Right. And she speaks a language. Yeah. She had yeah, a song yeah. with Ozuna, Modelo, Madila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something like right. that, which was dope. Like, mm -hmm. she sounded dope. Like, okay, cool. But, like, not even she overdoes it or she right. tries to do it. Like, if she don't do it, my nigga, you can't do it. Like, <laughs> stop that shit. Like, oh. Well, I remember, too, now, uh, speaking of, let's say, overdoing it, I remember Timbaland, too. When he had his time mm -hmm. and his run, he was overdoing it with like Timberland's unique because he'd always like freak a sample, mm -hmm. put the drums on it just like like no one else could. He's one of my favorite producers. He absolutely is a great producer, but yeah. he's also same thing as Pharrell. I think it's something in the water in Virginia. Like he just gets on <laughs> too much of the fucking track. <laughs> now nah, I think Missy Elliott got his head big. You feel me? <laughs> Missy Elliott tried to make it seem like he could perform too. You feel me? So yeah. He was like, oh, okay, if Missy could do it, I could do it. No, bro. You're you're an amazing producer. You're an amazing, like, to be honest, like, like, please, you know, 10 years down the line, you know, when I have my Grammys and shit, and y'all know me, please don't don't hold this against me because I love Pharrell too. I do too. But, but, but I prefer Timbaland. Um, really? I love Timbaland's production. Not that I prefer. Like, again, don't shoot me down. I love Pharrell. Pharrell, don't hate me because I love, I want to do a song with you, one of your beats. Let's do it. But there's something about Timbaland's sound that it's just, I don't know, it's it's just special. Like, I, I think that the way he flips things, yeah. the way the way he flips things and, and, and the way he lays his kicks and snares is just it's amazing. I love Timbaland. I still like bringing it back to Kanye. I still like how he got Timbo to help him with the drums for um, Stronger. Yes. Because that's still the time when Ye's drums are like trash. Yeah. For some reason, he couldn't get that part right, which seems to be the first thing somebody would sample as a producer. Like the drum loop like from whatever Usually, old record. That's the thing with producers. Like, There's one thing that they get that they get more better than other things. Like for me as a producer, I know that my drums are 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 my strong suit. Like, of course, well, I'm a rapper. Like, I I'm a rapper turned producer. So, drums is just the main part of a rapper's you know flow. So, mm -hmm. I, drums I got that down pat. Um, sometimes I need either some assistance or some inspiration when it comes to like melody and like chopping up and doing stuff like that. But it's like some producers, like they have their strong suits and their weaknesses. Um, Kanye, when he started, when his drums started getting better, mm -hmm. um, he used a tape saturation. And when you use a tape plugin 
because uh, we all know that uh, when you record in tape, like the, like the old days, yeah. it's a richer, it's a richer, warmer sound. Mm. Um, it, it's just, it just sounds better, you know. It's like it's like vinyl. It's like listening to vinyl versus listening to the crackle, the, the song. It's like you, you you can you can print more in vinyl, okay. so you hear more sounds in vinyl. Like the range is 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 bigger. The dynamic range is larger than in Spotify or whatever, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got to compress the file for it to fit oh, in the, yeah, yeah. the digital okay. streaming platform. So the same thing with tape. Um, when when like Led Zeppelin, Beatles, and and Queen, when they th- those days like sixties, seventies, they were they were recording with tape. It's this big ass fucking looks like a a, a washing machine, <laughs> but it's called the tape machine, and. It was extremely expensive. It was like $300 for 30 minutes worth oh, of tape. And every minute counts. And you can't record over, over the minute. So if you wasted five minutes of tape, you can never edit it or or oh, wow. delete it or whatever. So like you have to auto- automatically like know what you're doing, know how you're performing, and not waste tape. Basically, you got to fucking get it right. Hmm. Like no fucking smoking weed in the studio, <laughs> just not like... You know, winging shit. No, you have to come ready on what you're gonna do. So when you there's these plugins now that they develop called tape tape saturation plugins, and in the old days when they recorded drums like Led Zeppelin, they always say John Bonham, the Led Zeppelin drummer, mm-hmm. he's like one of the greatest drummers of all time. Led Zeppelin's my favorite rock band group. Okay, um, so I love John Bonham. Um, so the the tape drums when you record drums in tape it just sounds richer so what Kanye started doing is that he started taking plugins that emulate that kind of feel in his drums and that's how his drums got like that's why when that's why when my beautiful dark twisted fantasy if you notice those drums are so crisp yeah. in all those mu- in all those songs it's because he started doing the tape saturation well I think that makes a lot of sense what you said. That's good. He learned eventually to do that, or at least thank God for plugins, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that also helped having, I guess, the guys that expertise in drums as mm-hmm. far as RZA, and I think Q-Tip was involved, too. Oh, hell yeah, Q-Tip. Q-Tip's a master of that. People sleep on Q-Tip's production. Yeah. Q-Tip was a producer before he was a rapper, mm-hmm. and he excelled as a rapper, but people don't know Q-Tip is an amazing producer. He was one of the, the main producers in Illmatic. Yeah, he was exactly. one of the main. Him, um, him, DJ Premier, Large Pro, Large Pro, and like two others. Les and Les and Pete Rock, I think. Yes, yeah, yes. And Q-Tip was like one of the main ones throughout the whole album, like making sure everything is crisp. Like, because I still remember from that episode of Wu Tang when they were on um, MTV Cribs, mm-hmm. how they actually thank God they did. They gave RZA like a whole two three minutes to explain how he layered and added in drums on this. I don't know what it's called, but like a little like physical thing you add on to the a bracket of sorts. Mm-hmm. Back when, of course, like mm-hmm. 99, 2000 I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He added, explained to the point where he knew how to filter. He was explaining how to filter and why he did. Wow. And then also, Tip was always like, I forget where he said it, but he says it a lot, at least. Like how he would like multi-layer the drums. He'd like fine-tune the sound to get the crisp, like tss, mm-hmm. at least the hi-hat or whatever going on, too. And of course, just layer the drums over and over to get the real, like the Q-tip kick or whatever. Yeah, like the signature sound he did. Yeah, some and people yeah. layer their drums. Yeah, and Tip is absolutely—I don't know if he's maybe top, but he's at least top three rapper producers of all time. Hell yeah! Him, Eric Sermon, and I'd go with Yay. Yay. Okay, I can go with that. Yay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yay. Q-tip and oh yeah, Eric Sermon. I forgot Eric he is... was a producer. EPMD, right? Yeah. Oh yes, I forgot. Favorite duo, my favorite duo all time, at least. Yes. But then, I mean, they said the first album was all Parish, but then second album onwards was all E. Yeah. Where he finally learned how to do it, then he just like took it with his mind and all that, and just put his genius all over it. Top three rapper producers. That's a good one. Yay, Q-Tip and Eric Sermon. Yeah. I agree. Eric is slept on. I agree. So is Large Pro actually. Yes. You know, you know who's who's creeping up on that list too. That like people people be sleeping on. Um, J Cole, him too. J Cole and he's creeping up on that list. That's our that's like the our, our generation's, generation's best 
rapper producer. Yeah. Like And the good thing is J. Cole at least knew how to get out of the let's say the Eminem vortex of just making beats that is strictly Eminem ish mm-hmm. and he can't rap outside of those. Yeah. Cause like the last time he came out with uh music to be murdered by uh-huh. which I didn't like either. Um I d I didn't I didn't to be honest I don't have nothing bad to say about Eminem just because he's a phenomenal rapper and his skill is top yeah. five all time. But to be honest, bro, yeah, that new album, nah, nah. man, it, it wasn't it. it wasn't I was it. misled by that intro. I was. It sounded promising. It did. It sounded like he was going to go back to like uh, Slim Shady, Marshall Matters, and LP. There was like two or three songs that I thought were amazing <laughs> that if he would have just released them as singles, mm-hmm. I think it would have been like the one with the, the song with Ennis and Pac. That was, was okay. Inc- was was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. The beat was amazing. Then he had this song that was like some trap joint. I forgot. It was like towards the end. Mm-hmm. So the first song was good. The mm-hmm. first intro song was amazing. Yeah. Um. He talks about like how like if 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 he got a four out of ten, that's the that's the same thing that Rolling Stones had something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And then he said um if if you rapping ABCs, the only time I'm coming behind you. Is if you diss me, I'm coming after you like the letter V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty dope. But and so that first song was dope. Then it was like, nah. And then like the last three songs or the last two songs are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. I, man, I can ride with this. But throughout the album as a whole, nah. And I'm sorry, bro. He keep having that Skyla, the Skyla. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This girl sounds What's like. What's up it, with that girl? It boy. hurts her to sing. So why are you singing? <laughs> Yo, for real, sounds like, yo, she's sick. <laughs> yeah, she it's like you woke her out of a coma just to sing. Yo, she be, <laughs> she be singing like, like niggas got a gun to her head. Like, yo, bitch, you better sing, bitch. You better sing. She be, I'm about to lose my mind. I've been that for so long. God, and remember. Running out of time. And then when they bring whenever whenever that album was where they brought back Dre and she's on the hook. I need a that was the one. That was the one. I'm about to lose my mind. I've been down for so long. I'm running out of time. I need a doctor. She a sounds more like a dog would sound like if they could verbalize what they're going through with euthanasia. Or just the dying crooning or whatever. Yo, all respect to Skylar, because I don't know you, but yo, like, sing out, sing out, sing <laughs> out, sing out. You can do it. <laughs> it's painful to hear her sing, and she's definitely like, oh, you know what? I didn't like the the one with Young Ma, whatever the track Oh, the Young was. M.A.? Young M.A., sorry. Young it, MA. Was, it was all right. I mean. I bet you Young and May was like scrolling through her Instagram feed while doing her verse because it was just like talking through it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like, yo, like you're on a song with Eminem. Like, yeah, yo, she step up your thing. game, my nigga. Like, cause you're not a, you're not, you're not the great, you're not a great rapper, but you're not a no bad rapper. Like, mm. you're not a bad rapper, but you're not a great rapper. Mm-hmm. And the way you were rapping on the track is like you could do a little better. Like, step your game up, chick. Like, come on. Yeah. Cause she, cause she's not a bad rapper. No, she, no. but she ain't no great rapper. No, she, she just, she's just there, you know. Like, yeah. and she was like less there on that song. <laughs> yeah, she went down some points on that, but she was Hell probably yeah. looking for new pussy while like doing that verse. <laughs> she was like, I, she was preoccupied. She was like, yeah, DM'ing. I had that one, I had that one. Ooh, this is a new DM. Ooh, okay. ooh, new cooch. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, new cooch. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Ooh, swipe right. Ooh. <laughs> Shade up Frankie for Masa in that case. Mas. Dame mas. Dame mas. And then the la- the one with uh, Juice World wasn't bad either. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like Godzilla. that one. I like that one. That sounded. But you know what happens on every album? After a certain point. He always has that one song where he feels the necessary need to go a thousand miles per second. Yeah, that was that other song, which is like, I didn't need that at all on the album. Was yeah. We know you're like literally the best MC of MCs. Yeah, we know. But 
where's the, like the accolades for that one? Where's it necessary? He's just like a white twister. Mm-hmm. And twister was like never great. He was yeah. just like a real tongue twisting whatever. It's like those are like, like those are like gimmick. Like those are like gimmick gimmick talents. Like yeah. gimmick skills that rappers use to like, I guess feel much better than they are but like you could be rapping fast but not rap anything like yeah. that that rapper there's a rapper called futuristic mm-hmm. where he raps like really fast and like people were like yo like like my nigga you rapping too fast but it's trash yeah and like he started to slow down and like really like really rap um which is which is which is cool um but yeah, like some rappers just rap fast just to rap fast. Yeah, and it's it's like unnecessary. Yeah, like like we know like we know you can rap fast, okay? Like, you don't got to do it every song. Like, you that's sold not that your, point. Yeah, like that. That doesn't have to be your superpower. There's other things that you can do that that's great. Like, Jay Z. Jay Z. When Jay Z started, <clears throat> he was a fast rapper. Oh yeah, right, right. But that's because he was like. <laughs> but then he ended up slowing down and like you know really honing Thank God his he skill. Did. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because of Jazzo. I mean, coming up directly. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Which that was cool to do back, even back then. Back but then like, it was cool. Yeah. What were you really saying that fast anyway? Yeah. yeah. And then, like, if you break it down to like see what they're saying, it's really like, okay, you were just trying to impress me. You, yeah, basically. It was like uh, trying to pick up a chick, I guess. <laughs> they don't pick up on what you're saying in depth, but like, it just sounds nice. It just sounds nice, basically. Yeah, you just freaked it. Basically, rappers who rap fast can pick up chicks. <laughs> Well, you know, they, they're only limited to a certain kind of chick anyway, too. Because then, like, you know, uh, Becky from, like, that just moved in the Bushwick. Like, she might not buy into it just yet. <laughs> you know, maybe take her out to, like, a vegan coffee shop first. Yeah. And she'll, like, and, be like, some be special Be careful for Karen, though. Be careful about Karen. <laughs> the Karen. Karen's no. Which we do have to talk about when we last uh, met as far as, you know, the white girls infiltrating Brooklyn as they did. Heavy. It's like an ambush. It's like uh, taking over. It's like when uh, we declared war on... Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. She, that was that person that... Uh, there was a chick in Bellevue that was held in, like, isolated area. Mm-hmm. In, like, an isolated area because she was infected with the coronavirus. Uh-oh. She was in Bellevue. My mom works in Be- Bellevue, too. So... Shout out to Mama Brenda. I'm praying for her. <laughs> no, your mom's good. She's too gully to, like, get some coronavirus. Oh, hell yeah. I think she'd be like, Corona, the fuck out of here. That's in Queens. <laughs> Corona, fuck out of Nah, that's from the Bronx. <laughs> Bro- Bro- Brooklyn, Brooklyn people got love for the Queens. Brooklyn people got love for Queens. Brooklyn and Queens got to work together. We're to, we're, that is we're true. together. That is true. Like, literally, we're together. There's no border, no water <laughs> separating us. And it's not even like, oh, Queens is a little higher geographically than Brooklyn. No, we're at the same level. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Like, we got to stick together, you know? Yeah. Like, we're we're against Harlem and, and Bronx, you know? <laughs> Harlem is funny, though. That's a whole not- It literally is Harlem world out there. It's yeah. like they're all yo, hub. Yo, they're all like, it's like only 20 blocks. Like, it's only 30 blocks. Yeah. Their, their neighborhood. And it's like, they're like they're real like Harlem world. Like they all dress with like, like sparkly gold foam posits, <laughs> and like fitteds with sequins on them. Like you know those fitteds with the with the with the oh, bedazzles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with the LEDs now <laughs> messages. <laughs> oh, the oh you know the old fitteds they used to buy in the corner where it was New York and it was like bedazzled. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Like yeah. jewels and gems, yo, bro. <laughs> Harlem world is when you step into Harlem, it's like a different world, bro. Oh God! And they got the color dude rags on top of that too. They fucking got <laughs> they fucking got holographic holographic do rags. They fucking look like Yu Gi Oh cards. Wait, 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 what? Like you know holographic? <laughs> yeah. Like the holog- they have a holographic fucking. You can see through the do rag. No, it's like a it's like a like a holograph. Like you know the you know those Yu Gi Oh cards. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you know the holograph Pokemon oh, cards, gotcha, like the like shiny material, shiny purple green kind of mixed in. They got that in a fucking oh, it reflects off the sun. Whatever. Yeah, it's like oh. a silky shit. Like oh god, you fucking wearing a Pokemon card in your head. <laughs> like <laughs> you're wearing the ancient Mew Pokemon card when the movie came out on your head. <laughs> you remember those cards? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I got one when I saw the movie. Oh, you still got it? I still got it, bro. They're selling for like. 
$2,000, bro. What? Yeah, you better sell that shit. I keep checking eBay. It says $50 for my Mewtwo card. What the fuck? Oh, yo, you might be talking about the Charizard card. No, no, look. The movie shit? The Mew Ancient card. That shit is selling for like... Oh, the Ancient Mew. No, I, I got the one from the movie. Oh. The Mewtwo. I, sorry, I got the Mewtwo the one. The Mewtwo. The Ancient Mew yeah, is I know like which one you mean. $2,000. Oh, shit. And the Charizard one, too, is like $33,000. The first edition. Oh. First edition Charizard. Oh, the first run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the first one that ever came out. I remember that was so big. Even, um... You remember that show, Lyricist Lounge, on MTV for a little bit? Um, I, I never seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, there was like one season. It was good. But um, some, I forget what his name was, but he dropped that line about it. And I'm still trying hard to get that Charizard Pokemon card or whatever. <laughs> it just came out, too. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. It was real back then. I, I'm, I had I'm to fight to, over Pokemon cards. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, a vice <clears throat> to have. Like, like when niggas blow up and like people want to, when people come over my crib, like I want to collect something, mm. you know, little pump fucking collects <laughs> rare sodas, you know, like, yeah, he, he collects like cotton candy sodas. He has like a vending machine dedicated to like rare exotic soda. He calls it exotic soda and he collects it. So like cotton candy flavored uh. soda, uh, bubblegum flavored soda. Like rare, oh, there's like okay. rare, it's like, that's like a niche. Like people collect rare sodas. I don't fucking know why. Oh, I like, thought maybe you meant like vintage, like they don't make these sodas no more. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> like I want to collect swords <laughs> or something in my crib, like something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of leaning towards Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you know? <laughs> don't do that. That's too nasty. Or a Tim's. I, I think Tim's is more your realm. Mm. You can buy like celebrity used Tim's or something. All Tim's, like all Tim's, like <laughs> every Tim's. Tim throughout history. Just the Tim wall. <laughs> Tim's throughout history. Tim's throughout history. <laughs> the first Tim, the first Tim worn, the first Tim that got robbed, the first <laughs> Tim that ever stomped out somebody. You know, like <laughs> it's or, gotta or, go through a search. Or the Tim's from different videos throughout time. <laughs> This is the Tim that Method Man wore <laughs> in the Method Man video. This is the Biggie Tim. The Biggie Tim will be in the middle. Just a big ass Biggie <laughs> foot. Like this is the Tim he wore in 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 um uh one more chance. This is that Tim. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you got a lot to collect. Yes. A lot of memorabilia to stock up on, you oh, know, your yeah. Tim's from different videos, you know. Um oh, yeah. Who who had the first green and broccoli Tims? We have to do that research because I know Big Daddy Kane said it at one point, but then somebody had to do before him. Who, who had that? Or you know, you got to get the one the Tims from the What Happened to That Boy video from the clips. What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? What happened to that boy, Tim? And you got to get the toothbrush they use to brush the, the blood off it, too, <laughs> as well. It's it's memorabilia. It's a collective right there. You got to get it. Yeah. Oh, and you got to get it signed by Pusha. Yes. Oh. King Push. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, I, I plan to work with uh, Pusha a lot in the future, actually. I can see that. I'm a big fan of Pusha. Pusha's nasty. Yes. I was I was always on Team Pusha, Team Pusha, Team Pusha, Team Pusha, like <laughs> King Push. But in, in rapping, of course, we'll have you back, as we mentioned. You know, you're always welcome to, to debate, to, to share, to enlighten Let's with go. what you've done with your life and your career and upcoming and everything, too. Appreciate you're it. Foreseeing everything. But you got to let them know, of course, what you got coming up immediately as far as this coming week. All right. So February 16th, uh, we have a performance I, Brendan, will be performing for Vez Music at Rise Radio uh, in Brooklyn on February 16th. That's from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, and yeah, and other than that, I uh, got, uh, got a single coming out called IC mm -hmm. on February 28th. Okay. Uh, so expect that on all streaming platforms and expect some nice teaser videos on Instagram that we're going to be working on. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. And, of course, let's not forget to shout out the rest of the Brendans of the... You already know Brendan the crew Brendans. of the Brendans, Brendans. So we got my boy Franny. 
Franny P. Shout mm-hmm. out Basis and President of Realist Sound Entertainment. You know what it is. You know the vibes. And, and a very talented bartender, by the way. Oh. Just look at his IG. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. Flips. Yeah. He He's a mixologist. There we go. Mixologist. He's a mixologist. Uh, Frankie uh, Delore. Frankie yeah. of Pains. Dame Mas Man. The Dame Mas Man. The one who brings the pain <laughs> on every stage. <sighs> And last but not least, mm. the incredibly talented, yeah, shy but shouldn't be shy, Mike Martinez. Oh yeah, Doctor Mike. Doctor Mike Martinez, the incredibly talented, oh so shy but shouldn't be shy. I'm gonna kick him in the neck. <laughs> Mike Martinez, Doctor Mike, the drummer. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Oh. We got my boy Andrew Bibolari. Okay. He's a producer. Uh he's uh hopefully he's gonna be the keyboard player for the band as well, playing keys. I remember you said you so, were adding that eventually. Yeah, yeah so look nice. out for that. Um and yeah, man. Really sound entertainment. Everything. Nice. Let's awesome. So of course it's always Shout out to the affiliates though, AO. Yeah. Shout out yes. to the affiliates, AO. Absolutely. Shout out to to, to everybody affiliated. Shout out to Headline Productions, my son DJ Two Hype, Josh, Dan. You know, you know the vibes. Everybody, everybody's doing their thing separately, and everybody's working together as a team. And the shows are elevating, and the brand is building, the business is becoming everything that that it should be. Um, I have this book. Mm. Last but not least, I want to recommend this book. Me and Franny yeah, have please. it. I've been reading. I cannot put it down. Mm. Like while I'm taking a shit, like <laughs> while I'm on the toilet. That's a good read. I, I'm reading it. It is all you need to know about the music business. I think I heard of that. It is amazing. It talks contracts. It quotes lawyers, managers, business managers, royalties, record labels, record deals, publishing, Uh, motion picture, every single thing. I could not put this down. Like, I'm learning more just as I build Real Sound Entertainment, as I build myself, as I build the brand, as I build the team. Um, And I cannot absolutely wait to finish this. Mm. And I cannot absolutely wait for the end of 2020. Awesome. And last but not least, shout out to Who This. Yeah. The greatest podcaster in the world. You know what it is. Who This. Something spectacular. Definitely, man. You know the vibes. Appreciate it. Thank you again to Realist Brendan coming through as always on call whenever I need to just for an excellent episode. Facts. Realist Brendan on Instagram. Yes. Um, Pretty sure you got a YouTube as well. Is it the same? Realist Brendan? Uh, Brendan Official. Brendan Official. Okay, there you go. Twitter as well. Shout out to you again, everybody involved in the Brendan of the Brendans. Get it. Realist of the Brendans, of course, in the building. Thank you so much again, and we'll be hitting you up soon again. Let's get it. All right. All righty.